coming up on Art Palace. If you do communicate in a way that literally offends nobody, that isn't not anyone's cup of tea, then it might just be nothing. bland. Yeah. It <laughs> might be so bland to the point that's nothing and watered down. Welcome to Art Palace, produced by Cincinnati Art Museum. This is your host, Russell Eyrig. Here at the Art Palace, we meet cool people and then talk to them about art. Today's cool people are Caroline Ely and Kevin T. Porter from the podcast Good Christian Fun. Like I was trying to explain your show to a few people, and I'm like, "Oh no, it's really, it's really great," and I'm, I'm, I love it. And and they would just constantly be like, "But is it, like, are they joking? Like, what's like, Christian how serious? Or... Right? Like, the answer to every question is yes." <laughs> I was like, "Well, yeah." This is often our dilemma. Mm-hmm. I I have multiple times had to describe this show to people who I know are not like religious in any way, too. Yeah. <laughs> just and to you always like, feel stupid feel or that stupid. it's like so convoluted. Uh, yeah, or like they're it. preparing for me to sell them about a church they can come to as well yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So, but it, I'm like, but it's a comedy, and they're like, "So you're funny?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I hope I, so." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it feels like um, there's this movement that, that's happened, too, in music journalism mm-hmm. in particular, where the old adage with, like, the baby boomer rock critics was like, well, rock and roll, that's what's worth discussing and talking about and writing essays about. And then there was this new movement called Poptimism, which is the idea that not only are your adult-oriented rock bands like, you know, Led Zeppelin and the Beatles worth discussing for, you know, years on end, but also like pop stuff like Britney Spears or Carly Rae Jepsen right. uh-huh. or Justin Timberlake, like that those are of equal worth and value. Yeah. So our show is trying to like kind of take that same lens of just asking the question and granting the premise that maybe this is of worth and value in some way and then seeing if that hypothesis is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's been fun because there is, especially when there is a religious angle to the art that people are making, like this room, they, there's <laughs> there's all these layers of like sociological and psychological stuff that's added in, and like built intention. in already. Yes. Yeah. And a mythology built in already of yeah. like what this is and what we're trying to say. And so there's always like kind of a bit to talk about, even if it's something as dumb as like Carmen and his <laughs> horrible like Funny Weird Al songs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. When you just mentioned intention, that's something like we butt up against all the time, and I'll I'll see people like commenting online, especially if we post like an image of of a piece that maybe is a little challenging mm-hmm. to our audience, of especially things that are like really contemporary, like really abstract things that people don't generally love. A lot of folks, I will uh, say, yeah. Um, that are like my six year old could do it. Uh, that line, right? Yeah. And there's this a thought too that a lot of people can't. Uh, come to that they'll say, well, I feel like I should be able to stand in front of a piece of art and not know anything about its context and be able to just appreciate it without knowing anything about the artist's intention Mm -hmm. or anything. Interesting. Which seems fair, but then I always think about that and and it always brings me actually back to like religious work, which is that I always think about a person who is maybe like, raised in a country where their you know the predominant re- religion was hinduism let's mm-hmm. say and they stand before one of these pieces in this gallery and they don't necessarily know right away who these people are yeah right yeah. and it puts you in it, it, so the idea that everyone could somehow have equal footing with an artwork is sort of an absurd idea because mm-hmm. like of course the context matters right yeah 
you know, we have an assumption that like, oh, because I know the story of this, then everyone would, or right. that's like key to understanding it. And right. there's a way to gild the lily where you give too much context, and yeah. kind of like <laughs> the actual product. This might the be arc genius. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like people get like we were even talking about just in the music industry how people get caught up in the minutia of like, yeah, oh well, this producer worked with him, and then he slept with her wife, and it's like. Well, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. But to a certain extent, some works are almost indecipherable sans context. Yeah. And without which it's just like, what am I even looking at? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you need to contextualize, especially some of the nonsense we've had to watch where it's like, ooh, <laughs> if you didn't have context at all, it, it seemed like <laughs> aliens made this so stuff. Crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think, I don't know, one of the things that I think is like what you're doing with the show that's really... I don't know, it seems maybe grander than maybe you intended, or maybe it's not, is that it is... We only had grand intentions only grand for intention. the show. Okay, yeah, okay, whatever okay. you're thinking is like the most intellectual thing that that's we went, what that's were, what we that were going for. That was the genius thing. That's <laughs> <us>. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. But no, I mean, especially like uh, looking at your Facebook group and stuff and seeing how many, like what a diverse audience mm-hmm. like you have. It's like really fascinating to think about how people... Um, who are not believers, who are believers, who come from all these different backgrounds are really interested in this thing that I don't think they would otherwise be paying attention to. That was genuine. That has always been genuinely surprising to me because I can understand coming from this background and this feeling like some kind of, it would like scratch an itch for me, but Mm -hmm. to have no context for this and then add on that, like the religious component of that which is uncomfortable for a lot of people too i'm oh yes i am amazed by the diversity of the audience or people who were just want to hear us talk about something and and but yeah i think that's something cool about talking about art you can find a meaning in it and it's, a relation point it's very surprising and we're very grateful for it because so much of the content that we talk about is by definition, tribalism, and mm-hmm. this one is literally just preaching to the choir, and this one's right. kind of a dog whistle for a certain like political belief system <laughs> yeah, <totally>. or worldview. <laughs> so to try to like de- deconstruct that in a way that is hopefully constructive for a conversation and bring more voices in rather than, you know, honestly, like the white male ones that dominate so much of contemporary Christian music or films and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Like it's very encouraging for us to kind of like and in doing so, deconstruct our own identities, having been raised with a lot of this stuff, and be able to invite more people in. Which, again, like, of course, it wasn't one of our grand intentions. Like, we need to include America. In this. <laughs> but, but thankfully, it's been a very lovely yeah. uh, byproduct that we are very grateful yeah. for. Yeah. But I think it, I, I will say, I think it was our intention that, like, this wouldn't be exclusive to someone who... Correct. It's yes. currently a Christian and feels weird about it or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, we had, had the hope that like, yeah, it would feel inclusive enough that no one would feel threatened or whatever if they joined. Yeah. And a, and a healthy amount of fart jokes too. And that I helps. think that's the great unifier. <laughs> that, that is, I mean, it's the great. We laugh, but. <laughs> that's the one thing we all It's true. Have we all common. gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, um, I mean, that was. It, I feel like seemed, I need to apologize to the Jesus like, directly it's, it's behind okay. me. I know. There's a lot of them around you, Maybe actually. Maybe you'd like it. Yeah, there's you're quite kind of, a few. You're kind of surrounded. Jesus, Mary, sorry, sorry, sorry. They're closing in. <laughs> there's probably more, about as many Jesuses in this room as if you were, like, in a Catholic church, that probably. We sure. probably are, are probably not wrong. close yeah. to the, you know, number. With, when you factor in all those, like, Stations of the Cross Absolutely. and things like that. There's a, a church I go to now, and there's a stained glass at the very top of the building. Mm-hmm. And it's a... Oh, it's very sad. It's a Jesus with his arms stretched out like over the globe. Uh-huh. And he's a very white 
Jesus. Yes. <laughs> it's just so funny. And I've talked to the church leaders who, and they're like, we don't know what to do with it. Like, we don't like it. Because they inherited the building. Yeah. They're like, but it's so expensive leadership. to fix yeah. it now. Like, what do we do? Paint him brown? How do right. we decide how brown he gets? <laughs> how do we cover him up? Yeah. <laughs> That's but expensive. then it's like, but it's nice. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so in, it's some, so funny. in some instances too, now I'm going to be like, oh, like art talk please, now. Please, please. Um, but you know, like a lot of, well, some stained glass windows are literally stained where the glass is like painted, but mm -hmm. a lot of them is like the color is in the glass. Right, yeah. You know, so it's like, there's not. What do you do? I mean, you could like put a clear stain on it or something too. I, I think we should just throw baseballs your... at it and <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, it's hard to know which is worse. <laughs> Paint right. Jesus darker or to throw baseballs at it and just right. have it be done. Yeah. There's money for charity. <laughs> I think we should just make it, uh, we just black it out. The whole thing. <laughs> or, make or just the, his figure. Or make the He's rest like of shadow. the sanctuary wider so he looks darker <laughs> by comparison. Like, well, comparatively, I, guess, I think, yeah, I think it's okay. Ambiguous. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they could. I mean, they could replace it. But, of course, it, it would be probably a little outside of their budget, totally, I'm guessing. Yeah. Like and probably, like, why would we spend money, money on that? To, you know? Yeah, it would probably. And <laughs> of all things. They're probably like, we could be helping. We could be help a family. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We could be helping the hungry. and like, <laughs> Not worrying about, like, our optics. or Right. Exactly. I mean, that's a really interesting thing about thinking about the aesthetics of a church of like you yeah. have on one hand uh, an image that's conveying a message but then also of course the actions of a church are conveying this whole other of course, message yeah and how we decide to, to right. treat it yeah oh that's really fascinating well and i and a very fascinating thing for me too is how uh different churches interpret like what is a sacred space or not yeah and i think especially in like mainstream evangelical Christian churches, they're like, we meet in a gym, you know, right. and that's still church, which is beautiful in a way that like the community defines what the church is. But there's also, you lose this art when you're yeah. <laughs> in places like that. And, and that's especially true of the Protestant Catholic divide as well, totally, where there's a lot yeah. more um, explicitly Christian imagery in Catholic churches, where in some Protestant churches, it's like, I think, I think this is a church. It could be an arena. Yeah. Right. But a somehow we're also still comfortable with an American flag on the stage. You know? <laughs> like yeah. That no, is that's a huge very thing. necessary. Mm -hmm. Or where I went to, there's a Christian flag. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went to, yeah, absolutely. Like when I was a kid and we went to like vacation Bible school, we had to do like a pledge to the Christian flag. Yes. I did that as well. Yes. I pledge allegiance um, to the Christian flag. Christian I don't even remember. At school, one time I wrote a report about how that's like iconography and that's messed up. And yeah. my teacher was like, uh, I feel, I don't think this is good. And she like, I had to convince her like to give me a good grade because <laughs> she was like, uh, this is bad. You're going to get in trouble. I was like, You're, no, 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 like read it. It makes wow. sense. Right. Yeah. You had a very impressionable teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you really swindled that lady out of her job. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I was talking about this with uh, some friends last night, actually, about how I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, which is like rather Spartan on the sort of decor, totally. right? You know, yes. like, you know, they. Well, on purpose, I think, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's usually just a cross, right? Yeah. Yes. And I remember when I was a kid, I would ask my mom, I'm like, well, how come we don't get a cool like sculpture of mm -hmm. Jesus? Like, mm -hmm. we, I would go to like you know a Catholic wedding or something. Yeah. And I'd be totally jealous of like Gorgeous. these, of course, like huge Gothic buildings. I uh -huh. wanted to, like, I, I, why don't we get this? And I was like, why is it? Why don't we get a cool you know sculpture of Jesus? And it was like because he's not on the cross anymore. <laughs> was like the answer I would Interesting. get. Interesting. Which I was like thinking like, <laughs> well, I doubt the cross is still there either, right? Like it seems fair. To be, it's just, you right? can only do Bible characters that are still alive. <laughs> I was like, now. really narrowing the gap here. It seems like a very unsatisfying, but I mean, ultimately, I think it came down to the whole idea of like, you know, you're idol worshiping. Yeah, or you don't want to worship right. an item. Right, yeah, right. It's very interesting. But I was, you know, 
I also love that. I, I, I'm something I'm really interested, you know, in is is the architecture of churches, mm -hmm. and you know, you're talking about these like arenas, and I always think about that of like. For me personally, and for me as a person who is no longer a believer, but who grew up what? in a church. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me sorry. tell you about the power of Jesus. We have to leave. Caroline, <laughs> I'm sorry. Caroline, I'm sorry. We have to leave. Okay. So run, run. I don't feel Thank safe. You. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, but go ahead. Go but, ahead. but anyway, like, I, I, one of the things I do have sh trouble shaking is when I go to, like, one of those mega churches totally. of, like, shaking my own expectations of what a church should look like and the sort of way that the architecture and the space influences my feelings of what is sacred. Yes, and absolutely. Like, and, and when so much of it seems like about comfort, which mm -hmm. is what a lot, which is sometimes... That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, like but, a comfy seat with armrests and everyone can see. And, and it's like when you think about other <laughs> I times... I uncomfy ass wooden pew. <laughs> I can sit on it. It is interesting. Yeah, and when you think about, about a lot of like uh, ways that... Um, sort of the sacred has been um, communicated in a lot of ways is often making things uncomfortable sometimes, yeah. right? Or you have like monks whipping themselves, right? Like right? To sort of get closer sitting at the top to of God, pole right? Or uh -huh. right? Yeah, and it's interesting that you mentioned like mega churches because I know uh, Catholic churches are always built with a definite structure of like the cross is literally right. what defines the layout, the floor plan. And there's all these like separate areas of worship. Whereas now that I'm thinking about it, mega church is literally all about the stage. Yeah right at the front and we're all faced and directed toward that in, in a different way. And it's kind of interesting, like what that says about what we're, what we're paying attention and to. And there's so much things like spatially and architecturally that you kind of um, internalize when you experience those things that you don't understand, like you process it externally and like uh, consciously because you're looking for those things. Yeah. Like what you do and what you're interested in. But so many people don't realize the influence that it does have totally. on a subconscious level. Yeah. I interned at one of the bigger, or I think maybe the biggest mega church in the country, Lakewood, which is Joel Osteen's church oh, okay. mm -hmm. for a summer. And there was no, uh, that was a Protestant church by all accounts, but there was no crucifixes, crucifix eye right. anywhere. <laughs> but, but what they did have is after the, the musical worship sets, the band would like, you know, go down on the rise. Like they had, it was a whole thing. It used to be what? the Houston Rockets Through Arena. Through the stage? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. It was the Houston Rockets Arena. Oh, they called it the Compact Center, and before that, the Spectrum. So it wasn't built for the church, but it was no. repurposed. And then the like the city gave it to them. But then what comes up after the band leaves, and it's just whoever's preaching there, is a big globe that just spins. Weird. And it's gold. Weird. So it's like, what is this? What are we yeah. saying? Yeah, what is that saying? Like... It, that's and, so interesting. And that's not even a particularly evangelical church where it's like, go make disciples of all the nations. It's just like, it feels almost like more about colonization in some weird way because yeah. so much of the messaging is you can have it, you can do it, you can get the right breaks and the right opportunities and, huh. and like, you know, low key kind of what people call the prosperity gospel, which is if you believe in God, good things will happen right. monetarily, right. financially, relationship wise. And so... Even that messaging, I think, is very important, even golden. if it's not conscious. Yes. Yeah. Well, that just reminded me, I was uh, driving through Orlando, and there that's where the, like, the TBN headquarters are. Oh, the I've been there. What yes. did it look like? What was their big statue? A lot of gold. A lot of gold. I bet. <laughs> it looks like, I mean, if it, to be, you know... Art, artistically, what it looks like is is Rococo design. What? So it's which is really uh, fascinating because I mean you're talking about basically, you know the the art that was made 
in France before the peasants beheaded everyone, right? Like yeah. basically, the, you know. Like the, wealth. Right. Basically. The, uh, communicating clearly like um, extravagance, yeah. wealth, and this sort of like life of leisure. Or being extra, as we like to say, millennials. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. was very extra. Rococo be like so extra. Oh. So extra. <laughs> but they were also lit with squad goals. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was really fascinated by that choice. And of course, I, again, I don't know how conscious that is. And like, I, like, do you know what you're doing? Like, do you know what you're communicating here? And I mean, if you've ever watched TBN, which I did a lot, just mm-hmm. because I was obsessed with like, you know, Jan Crouch's hair. Um, oh, mesmerizing. <laughs> the looks. Yeah. <laughs> like, there. So I, you know, I, I would watch it with this sort of like kitschy appreciation um, as a kid. But yeah, like, I mean, the, the whole stage is usually like really, I mean, it's kind of like Trump aesthetic. Right? I was just thinking that not to make it yes. political, but like I was thinking of drunk Trump's golden curtains that he installed yeah. in the Oval Office and how like gold is so symbolic for like purity and wealth and somehow like but that translates into like character somehow or like I earned this it, and I made it which and, I think explains a lot of um, the 81% of white evangelicals that voted for him in the 2016 election totally. which for a lot of Christians is shocking oh how could you align with that but then for that subset kind of the TBN kind of Carmen subset it's like yeah this is like wealth is virtue in a this way. is yeah right. that is our brand mm-hmm. and message yeah it's very much aligned uh-huh. I've never thought about that how the yep. uh, the aesthetics are, are identical yeah almost. That, yeah and it, there, there is something about that that's so weird about it just just because like when you think about a rich man getting into heaven and the camel and the, totally. the eye of the needle and all no, of that. No, it's, it's like, against everything that Jesus would say. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's always just so like, but what are you talking <laughs> but about? literally, like, have you read it? It's crazy. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we're blanket statement in a lot of, of things. But, but it, yeah, but there is that weird aesthetic choice that, that wealth is desirable in a way for a Christian. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it's like, and, and I don't know where to draw the line because again, we're sitting in a room full of stuff that some of it is rather opulent. Right. And, and again, like maybe it's not gold or, you know, but probably at the time it was made, it might've communicated a lot of those same totally. things to the people who are looking at it and the people who are going to the church who maybe don't have this money. And, yeah. you know, we were talking about the the look of your church if they spent money on this window and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, like what are we did, communicating? Yeah, like, how did that communicate? I guess if I were going to argue for a maybe slightly kinder, ter- I don't know, idea of what this could be, it's that maybe we're putting our very best into yeah. the religious art that we're making, our very, very best. Anything, the most expensive thing that we can get because this is what it deserves because it's sacred. Yeah. I mean, I, but I, let's not be unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it'd be better to probably pay for someone's food, but like, sure. but I think there is maybe something kind of lovely in that of like, we're not going to use our cheap stuff to make this. Have you ever been to Vatican? Mm-mm. No, oh my gosh. I've been to Notre Dame. Yeah. That kind of thing, but yeah. I, so I went to, they're, they're, I mean, they're both like, I mean, Vatican is maybe a little more like, well, it's also newer. So it like oh, the, the building okay. itself is, I mean, I'm I, now now's the point where I have to pretend I remember dates. And I know stuff. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to remember the little like, like display they put like in Notre Dame. Medieval. <laughs> yes, and, I think it was like 1200s. Yeah, and then um, St. Peter's Basilica, the new St. Peter's Basilica that still stands, was built um, sort of after I want to say, you know, late Renaissance, 
um, Baroque period. And, and some of the art in it is later too, but it's also, I mean, you go in and it is so opulent and gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And so there is that push pull of like, well, there's so much wealth on display totally. here. Yeah, it's but, like indulgent to a, some degree. But I mean, at the same time, like those things do create like, it's that weird thing where I'm, I'm really interested in the way that art and architecture and all that stuff can actually, to me, create a sense of the spiritual. Yeah, oh yeah, it could right? transport you. Like where else yeah. are you gonna see something like this that maybe I think for them feels like heaven in a way of what heaven would look like yeah. if you get to feel that on earth. Like it would be a shame to lose that. Yeah, well, we were even talking to a friend of ours who she would sing, what was the denomination of the choir that she would sing in? Oh, Episcopalian. Episcopalian choirs where they would go oh, yeah. to these really gorgeous cathedrals where literally at certain tones and pitches, the notes that they would make, the walls of the cathedrals would sing it back to yeah. them. Yeah, sing like a well. different tone. And yeah. that's, you know, Amazing. I find that a more compelling argument than like, Gold Jesus on a cross. <laughs> right, like, I right, understand right. that a little bit more. I love me a gold Jesus. <laughs> Where there's like beauty and intention of the design. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think um, this is actually a very personal uh, dichotomy or struggle for a lot of people, like drawing the line between, ooh, what is extravagance and opulence versus necessity? Right. And how am I using the resources in my life? Whether I'm a... A, you know, a big church designing a property or an individual who needs to pay my taxes right. every year and then, you know, wants to donate to charity. Like, how, how am I designing the use of my money in a way that reflects good values? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's a strange way in, like, scaling that up to a church level. Like, it, it just becomes a larger issue of actually... Uh, an individual problem that I think a lot of people of faith in particular go through where yeah. it's like, Ooh, we want this to look good. And especially for face for whom the command is like, yeah, feed the poor. It's not a code. I'm not <laughs> right. like, yeah. I'm not trying to pull a fast one. It's feed literally the feed freaking the poor. poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and when you were just talking about music stuff too, I mean, it's, that's the, yeah, it's like, I don't know if there's an easy answer or there's an easy way to draw that line because in a certain way, it's like the architecture and the decoration of a church is doing in a way, visually what the music might be doing. Yeah. Right? And it is a service in a way, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, for us too, I think about this a lot in museums as well. I, I think a lot about how museum architecture and church architecture is often really similar. Oh, how so? Well, I mean scale for one thing Huge. right like yeah you kind of feel a little small in these spaces right yeah, like, totally like, the best kind of feeling museums is like it's magnificent yes yes exactly yes. it's humbling uh -huh. so and and there's something about usually those spaces that also maybe hopefully inspire like introspection as yeah. well in a certain way they're so sparse otherwise yeah maybe i'm like, thinking it's funny just to imagine this like filled with clutter and just like chairs <laughs> like some couches corner, like some I'll coffee move tables it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move it later but there's they're both of them i think of as as and i think a lot of our audiences perceive them this way and sometimes it's a push pull that i have of of people think of a museum as a sacred space mm. and that sometimes we do things and programs that are meant to be fun and to and have like not in front of the art. <laughs> I mean, literally like, I mean, one time I had, uh, for a pro for a family program, we brought in like the reds mascots and they were like walking around the gallery. Oh, that's and, so funny. And like one of, um, and, <laughs> one of them just like really staring at something, like really thinking about his life. <laughs> well, the reds have like just 
a plethora of mascots too. So we have like one called Gapper, who's like the wacky Muppet. Gapper. Um, you know who this he's talking about? She's like, yeah, I know Gapper. <laughs> Our friend Emily is here. And she's a local. Yeah. So she's um, so, so I like that's her title. Emily, local. <laughs> <laughs> Emily. Local, local person. Uh, um, so so he was here and he was like whistle. Like he, I think they had the costume built in with some kind of like wacky like whistle. Like one of those things that was like things. And so he was walking. I want to see. Is there footage of this? I don't think there was. Because I think I was think walking around escorting him room. at this point but oh my God. but um yeah so <laughs> yeah. We we're walking around and we had like people complain that gapper was ruining their art you know <laughs> art viewing <laughs> experience basically the, the piece of art moved him so much he tried to lead the museum <laughs> and the ymca so, he had everyone doing the wave <laughs> The, the thought of someone having to go up to a, a security man, like in dead serious, and be like, "Gapper is, <laughs> is interrupting my my experience with his silly whistle." Yeah, yeah. Please get him out. But I mean, for them, they were at church, right? That well, that I understand. I thought they were gonna just protest the idea of a mascot even gracing these hallowed <laughs> halls. But I understand. I mean, they might actually, have on some level felt that if way. If I was here staring though at like a beautiful piece of art and a mascot walked by and like tried to trip me, I'd be mad. You'd be a little. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was. I don't think he was harming people. <laughs> no, I heard he was hitting people like with a hammer. Whoa! Is <laughs> it crazy? Piece of oh no! Are we gonna me too, Gapper? <laughs> Good grief. Gapper yeah, goes down. He totally like harassed a lot of women. <laughs> no, no, don't say not that. This is, this is not true about Gapper. Is Gapper oh. genderless? I'm assuming it's a man. Uh, Gapper has, has, I think Gapper has always been referred to as a he. I, I mean, I don't know. I, hey, look, I don't Let's know. Let's say they, them, just to be they, safe. They, them, for Gapper. <laughs> That's probably safe. We do have, we do have uh, lots of other gendered uh, mascots for the Reds. Yeah. We have Mr. Red, who's the original. Okay. And then we have Mr. Red Legs, who's like the... This is va -va so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see him. Is, is this Mrs. Red Legs? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Mr. Redlegs ha is like has, has an old timey mustache. Oh my god! And in slightly crazier eyes, like he looks like actually. So is he like? Cool. Is he yeah. like the id of Mr. Red? <laughs> what Mr. Red really right. wants yeah. to do? <laughs> it's like inner demon. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, I think you might be right. He also has like an old timey, like original Redlegs uniform too. Okay. So that's what the mustache is. He's supposed to be like turn of the century. Oh, okay. Yes. Like Casey goes to bat. Exactly. Okay. I think okay. that's such an interesting idea because. Uh, Man, I just want to talk about Gapper the rest of this podcast. <laughs> we can do that. I'll refrain. We we'll dive into Gapper. But the idea of um, kind of like the silly or wacky or even just like the more quote unquote pedestrian colliding with something that's meant to be preserved or curated or sacred. So something Caroline and I have run into even in doing our podcast about like Christian media and art mm -hmm. and stuff is now we've started talking to venues that aren't just like, Oh, a music venue that we're turning into a comedy venue, or like a theater that we're, but also churches as well. <laughs> and one of the conversations we have at the outset of that is, are you okay with us or our guests, over which we have no control per right. se, basically saying whatever we want, saying, saying the p word, saying poop. saying the poop word, <laughs> <laughs> saying yeah, <laughs> on but stage, honestly, literally like swearing because some churches would say like, nah. yeah, yeah, or the, I think if anything, they're probably worried of what their congregation would hear or get upset about too. So, yeah, and I find that the churches that, and this might be a personal preference for me as well, but churches that have more of a 
minimalist approach mm-hmm. in terms of like certain architecture are usually the ones where the um, kind of the, the confluence of those two things and the uh, inherent contradiction of like this weird silly thing happening in this sacred space isn't as much of a big deal. So yeah. like even in Los Angeles, like a lot of the churches don't meet in quote unquote church buildings. They mean like high schools and, right. and gymnasiums and mm-hmm. things that they're retrofitting for that. And so because of that, they take on minimal design that does have purpose, but it's a different kind of purpose than the one that's afforded for people that can like design those statues yeah. and yeah. carvings in the walls and whatnot. Yeah. So, so maybe they almost in a way it's like this can, this space is in, is more flexible. In itself. Yeah, or temporary like, in a way. Right, because yeah. it's all about function rather right. than spectacle. Yeah. I think. That's in in those cases. Hmm. Not dogging on the ones that like do serve spectacle like uh, functions as well. But for the for the ones that are just functional, there's less of a preciousness over like, yeah, Gapper can come in and do a sermon <laughs> if he wants to. That's <laughs> like Gapper have a it's shot. It's literally just thing. pantomiming like the, the stations Jesus. of the cross. <laughs> the passion praying. of the Christ Woo. by Gapper. <laughs> I would watch that. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking of Mr. Redlegs, like, dressing as Mary for part of it. Because I see him as kind of like a fluid gender. Sure, 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 sure. I do as well. Well, we also, we have, um, not to make this all about the Reds mascots for, like, 25 minutes. But we... (laughs) Uh, there's also Rosie Red. Rosie Red. Who's our lady mascot. Lady. Yes, exactly. And she, that's... Is she kind of brassy or is she like kind of shy? <laughs> <laughs> well, none of them actually speak. Having spent actually a surprising amount no, of time... but you can tell. Yeah. You can be um, a flirt with no words at all. I would say she's... <laughs> so when she's been here doing things, I will say she's a little brassy. A little brassy. A little lilling in your face. Yes. Oh, I, I would say... Um, now, to look at her, you might not suspect that. But I'm just saying... <laughs> don't judge first. her red by her costume. <laughs> right. Um, so, but, you know... Rosie. Yeah, but she has kind of a little skirt, too. Sort of like the... Fun. A League of Their Own style. How kind little? Of. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my God. You're going to be the next Excuse me too if you carry on that way. I got some things to Google on the way home. <laughs> hey, Kevin, I'm going to add more history. to my collage. What was Rosie that, Rosie the Red Skirt Length? <laughs> yeah, it was for a project. Uh, <laughs> it was a joke. It was a fun joke project. <laughs> Um, oh I don't know boy. if this is the right time, but I was thinking sure. we could actually look at art. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is the rightest time. This is, is it the rightest good. time? Yes. We've okay. Well, uh, we are actually already pretty much uh, looking the right way. So I wanted yes. to just flip our, uh, no. flip ourselves uh, to face. Um, I should mention we are in Gallery Two O Four. Shirley M Davies Gallery. If you're familiar. I'm going to also say... Shirley was a true class act. And love the <laughs> red. Love the red. <laughs> That's why we painted the walls red. Exactly. Uh, for the Shirley's she wishes. Um, She's buried beneath this. None of this tribute. is true. I Actually. Should, should and then mention. her soul inhabits that statue. <laughs> yes. This is Russell saying that's not true. What Carol just we, we do need it's Russell true. to fact check whether our soul I'm gonna inhabits your a statue. I'm going to change your Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay. I guess I can't say that for 100% sure. Her yeah, soul Are you a not... medium, Russell? I didn't yeah. think so. Okay. 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 Stick to our pay grades. <laughs> All right. All right. 
Like, I just don't want any, I don't want Shirley, like, Shirley or her family coming Shirley's back family. to me. <laughs> like, this is the podcast that does in the museum. <laughs> right. I don't want to find out, like, you know, get a call from, from the development office saying, like, uh, this gift has been uh, taken away hey, from us yeah. because you said she was buried <laughs> under the gallery. And I go, oh, yeah, what? that was just a goof. Why? We were having That's a real silly. good time there. One of the museums. But if she was. So this, what, uh, this piece. Yeah, yeah so anyway. What am I looking at here? What, what are we looking at? Well, we are, uh, just to set the stage, we are looking at uh, the giant altarpiece in the middle of the room. Uh, That's Mr. Redlegs. If you're looking at, she is pointing at a gentleman who is, I'm guessing, John the Baptist. Um, oh, right. Okay. On the left or right? And he's cheekily pulling up his little uh, robe there and really showing off a nice John calf. the Baptist is about to pull a basic instinct in the piece. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Keep going. So, Finish your so description. Anyway, I'll show yeah, so, 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 no, just uh, we're, we're looking at the altar, the, the, the boring title we have given this is Altarpiece with Scenes from the Old and New Testaments. Also, then, in parentheses, Tendillo, or Tendilla Retablo. Which means what? Tender ribs. It means retablo from Tendilla, which is a place in Spain. Oh, okay. Oh, okay so, cool. um, but I think the reason it's in quotes is because um, they're they not... were being sarcastic. <laughs> we're like Tendilla, oh, you know. Uh, look at you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I think there's now reason to doubt maybe it actually came from there. Oh. So, the, oh no. The lots of these like, well, it might. For years we thought it was from here, but now we don't know. Oh, and blah 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 blah. Okay. But that stuff's not that interesting actually. So let's this, look at the piece. This piece is wonderful. When I walked in, it, it literally took my breath away. It looks enormous and just extremely lovely. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said it's enormous because that's like a lot of times people are afraid to say the like, the obvious things about works. No, I'm not. That wasn't a dig. No, I realized no, that's no, yeah. kind of shady. So, <laughs> so um, but yeah, like it is really big. And like that's an important part of an artwork is like scale yes. and how that affects you. Just like we're talking about how church architecture affects you. And it's the same with artwork. So, mm. yeah, it's like that says something different than if this piece, you know, fit comfortably on your countertop. Right. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. They would be doing very different things. That could be lovely, but it would it would be this thing that you would have a more like kind of personal intimate relationship like a subtle with. feeling now, why, why did they um design it with are these doors that yeah. are on the hinges close. yeah those are doors there's a uh, hinge close and actually we can why don't we do this right now touch we can it? get we can no close them? no you can't touch them okay. but <laughs> we can get up and you can actually we can walk around to the back and you can oh. see because those doors close you can see yeah i looked what's at this on earlier the front of them yeah, there's so do you know how big a church this was put in by chance? I don't Ooh. because I think we're not totally sure where it came from. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. The whole like uh, Tendia and quote yeah. sarcastic Tendia is sort of kind of chilling actually. Yeah, so this is kind of like this is not too uncommon when things are sort of especially around the Renaissance when they paint things to look kind of like sculpture. Yeah, she's supposed to look like a statue, right? Yeah. This is like a colorless figure we're looking at, but she has a halo. Almost sepia tone. Yeah, that's Mary. Oh, yeah. Um, so on the other side, uh, I, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, should be an angel because this is supposed to be like the Annunciation. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. So we have an angel here. And this is the moment when he tells Mary, "You're you're going to birth Jesus." Yes. Now he's giving him the peace sign. He's like, "Hang loose." Yeah. He's saying like, "Keep it chill, Mary. Stay chill. Calm yeah. down." Yeah. Wow, that's I fascinating. That. I wonder why they depicted those as statues and rather the than just real people. I think a lot of times, especially when these things are closed, there was almost mm -hmm. like you would paint them to look like um, 
like statues or something just almost to like oh it's kind of like a fake like out trump trompe is that the trump word trump yeah, yeah. Of like, yeah yeah kind of like yeah kind of yeah. trump <laughs> like oh what if there were statues in this trump place lloyd what's it called <laughs> trump and lloyd baby I just want to be included. 2020 <laughs> but yeah so the the uh, one of the things i've read about it is that and i don't know if I totally buy this, but this is our party line, is that one side is supposed to represent maybe the more spiritual side, one side is supposed to represent the more physical, and then the middle is sort of like the coming together of the two, and that extends to the outside with Mary on one side, the angel on the other, so... Hmm. I don't personally yeah, know... Yeah, it's not chronological, necessarily. Now, well, according to that... kind of is. Yeah, no, it's not definitely not chronological. I think that, that that's part of maybe why they believe there's some other sort of order to it that mm -hmm. um, they, you know, you would put Adam and Eve on this side, right. um, Isaac and Abraham on the other side. But I don't, I mean, man, oh. the, according to that logic, Isaac and Abraham is a more spiritual story than a physical story. And I feel like your dad trying to kill you is pretty physical. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I if I buy that. I don't know either, but that's, that's sort of the belief, uh, you know, what we at some point decided <laughs> why this stuff was organized. The geography of his body is waking me up. The way he's turned. It is. Oh, his head. Real weird anatomy. That's yeah. not right. Yeah, it's, no, it's. Can I even, like, okay. No, I don't think. I mean, barely. <laughs> Caroline is now <laughs> trying to use her microphone as a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like this. Yeah, mm. if you this is an artist that did a dead content. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could you could do that in. Uh, if you could do that, you would have certainly a good career in the circus lined up for you. I do really appreciate that the that it extends up into these like little extra yeah, um, that's cool. arches. I yeah, think that's so panel. neat. So on on the left side, the tree of life goes like up farther in a little extension, and on the right side, there's an angel holding the tip of Abraham's sword, which I did not know was canon. Just the tip. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not in this space. Let me get back not to in the Shirley's gender fluid <laughs> reds mascot. <laughs> that's, see, that's what you, already you believe it's a sacred space, right? Exactly. You know? It's, uh, that's so, I don't know. That's well, just really cool and creative. Well, in both cases of those little extensions, they're Easter eggs, too. That kind of changed the narrative because on the left side, oh, there is, the there's yeah. the serpent oh, holding yeah. the apple, that's which totally like kind of gives... Uh, it kind of illuminates the context of Adam and Eve, and in this, there's an angel holding it, whereas if you didn't so see it, you just assume that was a weird cloud. Next yeah, to well, it's head. like it, there's the, the very earthly element, and then you get these, like, the weird heavenly, like, strange parts. Well, yeah, it, and it, like if you kind of just saw the bottom of the Adam and Eve panel, you could just see the bottom of the snake as just part of the tree. Right. Yeah. Like oh, you could maybe so cool. not notice it until you see the top, and uh -huh. it's like if it, it's it's a way of like yeah, it's like this next part of the story. Like they know you're gonna look at the big part first yeah. and the little part second. So it's like it's a way of communicating narrative and time, which mm -hmm. I always think is really fun. Like. Whenever you put multiple images together, it creates time, yes. no matter like what it is, uh -huh. which is really fascinating because you can, we had this exhibit a few, like uh, maybe a couple years ago, and there was this artist who made this series of photographs, and it was this huge grid on the wall, and they were all photographs taken at the exact same moment. Wow. She had rigged this crazy system up on a trigger, so like there were pictures um, that were 
some were black and white, some were color, they were kind of all different looking, but they were all, some of them were the same views of the same thing, some were like outside the window, and then wow. some would be out on the street. And so you would start to make all these connections of like, oh, there's the taxi there. And then, oh, and then there's the taxi, the taxi in the background of this then. image. Oh, and, wow. and you would start to put it together. But it was really hard to process that it was just the exact one moment, that there was actually no time in it because your sense of it was also, it immediately became kind of like cinematic. Like mm. it's hard for us not to think. To assume there's like a story of like the taxi took her there and yeah. then right. she went this place and yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So well, it's hard to, it's like anytime you put like, and, and I think it works even here, like where you put a bunch of images together, it becomes like we make connections between yeah. them. Well, our, our instinct was like, how is this chronologically? Like, oh yeah, right. it starts here and then it goes, yeah, huh? Yeah, like you immediately picked up on like, well, this isn't totally chronological. Is like, it's right. chronological in the way a Quentin Tarantino movie is chronological. <laughs> it is, <laughs> you're nice. right. Like, very beginning, <laughs> this is the gospel, uh, this is very New Testament, then we're going back to Old Testament, and then there's some other stuff spliced um, in there. I've I've been highbrow up to this point. Oh boy! And I want to go lowbrow. <laughs> oh, you've been highbrow up to I this have, point. Yeah, this, okay. I've been at my best behavior. But this, these little feet up here, crack me up <laughs> so hard. <laughs> oh, when, when there's like an upskirt of Jesus going to heaven. And they look like like they just got spooked. Like whoa! <laughs> Get me out of here. Yeah, you're right. Those are really. So funny it's a crowd feet. of people, and they're looking up at someone who's ascending into heaven, I but the rest of their Christ body has ascending. been cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so you just see feet. <laughs> It's it like the opposite so of funny. Monty Python. Huge foot. These yeah. are teeny tiny feet. <laughs> They're tiny. That's very funny. So this guy in the... Uh, do you know who this this old old dude is? is this, I was reading this earlier. That's Jerome? St. Jerome, yes. I don't know his story, though. Jerome? Uh, you know, so Saint what's really Jerome? funny is I should know... It's like, St. Jerome is really popular subject in art. And, and I should have probably at this point maybe paid more attention to his actual story. But all I can look at in all pictures of St. Jerome is that he's always got, like, really nice arms. So I... <laughs> <laughs> always like drums jacked. Was yeah. he like a man that lived in the wild sure. or something? He was. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He he was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice Saint arms. Jerome did some time in the wilderness and and so um, but. We have a St. Jerome around the corner that I always refer to as Grandpa Guns because <laughs> he's just got really nice arms. I'll fight you. Yeah. That's so interesting. I so, do like to see, I'm now I'm paying attention to like whose bodies this art, artist really paid attention to. And like, of course, Eve and Adam. Yeah, Eve had has, like these extremely smooth. Eve kind of has abs? Yeah. Yeah, Eve has that kind of like weird anatomy that a lot of artists <sighs> gave they, give women. Their chest is always so wackadoo, and I don't understand. Oh yeah, Maybe I they just normal. never saw them. Okay. I remember like yeah. <laughs> what? Sometimes people, you know, like uh, every once in a while, like criticize, you know, the photoshopping culture and how like it, it <laughs> it's unrealistic depiction of women's bodies, especially. And I'm uh -huh. just like, I mean, true, Welcome definitely, but, but yeah, <laughs> it's like nothing new. This like we have been doing on. this forever. Well, also, I think just a long time, like there just wasn't a good study on how to do it right. And so that's why a lot of medieval painting looks like comically bad well and you know something else to consider and this to be fair like this is what we would like 1550s this is like the renaissance mm -hmm. and so and these this is was made um, by flemish artists who are pretty influenced by um the italian renaissance so you could kind of think they're a little bit behind the times too okay so when you're coming out of like medieval art where you know you have like the classical period of like rome and, and greece where everybody's like really aware of how a body actually looks yes and then um 
the spiritual actually becomes really important and we stop caring so much about what the physical looks like. So Mm. the bodies become a little more like weird and like elongated Uh and they're like a little strange. So like gothic art. And everyone looks like about 45 years old. Even (laughs) babies. They all look so old. Yeah. Yeah. We have like lots of, I mean, uh, over, if you look at this round painting over there, we have like a pretty weird looking baby. That baby's like 60. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not on the extreme side, but again, a pear shape. Yeah, I think it's kind of coming out of that period of like adult, little like adult Jesuses. That it reminds are like, me of my cat. But, you know, there's also a, a, yep. a, a reason. The whole frame? or <laughs> Sort of that like kind of like just. Just the sheer bulk. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I don't even remember. Um, it's we're fine. coming out of no, a no, Renaissance piece. But yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's a little bit of that going on too, where it's like the bodies are not, like people are just starting to actually like worry about what a person looks like. And yeah. it's, you can kind of see that here yeah. um, where maybe they're. Like the proportions seem about Yeah, right. exactly. Because I'm, you know, even I'm looking at his leg and if it's you look crazy. at, look at the, his left leg, which if, imagine you kind of flipped him around and you stood him up, like his left leg would be significantly longer than his right leg. Cause it, yeah, it's only it's like fi- oh, slightly. It's like ex- the original Ready Player oh, One poster. <laughs> but the leg is just way too <laughs> long. That's Come right. on Spielberg. Yeah. Weird. So yes. And I think it's because like the artist sort of lined the knees up and was not necessarily. Not thinking like that should be shortened. Right. Yeah. It should be pushed back into space a little bit, which would make it a little bit higher. So it gives the illusion of, and again, like when we think about perspective in these ways, these were things that came about in the Renaissance. So let's cut him a break. They're still figuring it out. You know what? He's trying his best, still better than anything I can make. I'll hand it to him. Yeah. yeah. No, I got MS Paint. I could do some stuff. You think you get a little talent? (laughs) I don't want to toot my own horn here. Kevin starts uh, fixing it like with the pen. (laughs) I've never, you know, I've walked by this piece a lot, but I've also, I'm just now picking up on the, the kind of the palette of how like the artist also uses like really warm colors on yeah. all the bodies and in the foreground. Yeah. And then the background is like it's all is like green blue. Yeah. So he's using that to like make and I'm saying he, this piece was actually probably made by like a whole studio of people, cool. including the artist's daughter. So we oh, should cool. also say like, ladies. you know, there were there were ladies painting were probably worked on this as well, we believe. Um but the yeah the background it helps like that recede into space and we get this like distance uh, okay. effect that's pretty cool too and time nice. like you mentioned earlier yeah yeah well and that's something also like warm colors always sort of like our eye wants to pull them forward usually oh interesting so it's like you know good good color theory guys yeah. <laughs> oh, i love color theory i knew what they were doing <laughs> there's so, uh, it is so interesting to see like even that like it's almost like there is nothing new under the sun in certain trends right. mm-hmm. in movie posters where you can see diagrams and, and kind of like infographics of here's all the posters that use orange and right. blue and those cool, like those foundational tones that like are always meant to be eye popping still persist even back then. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember like that? I just remember like walking by the like Crimson Peak posters that had that like really crazy, like red and blue. Yeah. And it was like, the, that effect like totally turned up to where it was like almost crazy like it the red like, like it kind of hurts your eyes yeah, it, yeah. like it's vibrating but that's a purpose right? yeah mm-hmm. and it makes this weird like effect yeah. that like it's it jars it's, your eyes which yeah, is totally. perfect for that show like that makes sense <laughs> yeah. right good, good graphic designer yeah <laughs> um i feel like the unsung hero though of all this is the the carving the wooden carving around all of this True. painting I'm is very extraordinary pretty. i mean 
look at all the fruit and the faces. And then there's different pe figures on each one of these things. Look at all the little baby heads that could come to <laughs> life if the museum was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Can little cherubs. That yeah, like oh, yeah, the cherub heads. Can bearing in. coats Close of arms um, at the top there. Uh -huh. Kill me. <laughs> 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 well, actually, when I've walked I'm through this teacher. gallery at night and like the lights are completely off, what's Nightmare the scariest fuel. thing? Sorry, Nightmare sorry, I'm not, that, that wasn't Wait, why I was setting this up. What's the scariest thing when the when the lights are off in here? Oh gosh, is it that mummy thing over there? Uh, yeah, we can walk Start over talking. here. Oh, we can. This Ooh. space is actually kind of scary with the lights on. Spooky, and it's empty right now yeah, for the listener. We are alone. Yeah. Oh god. Oh my god. Ooh. Yeah, so. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's so cold. Yeah. Wow. So we're in the San Baudelio Chapel. Oh my gosh. Um, right now, this is these are like um, murals that were taken from this chapel in Spain. How much of this wall is original? Most none of it. Most <laughs> just whatever's just behind the plastic. The plastic was right. what was transported. Yeah, that's the real stuff. How the rest cool. is just kind of like to, just to built in. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's still spooky. St yeah, setting the stage. This um, is very chilling. Yeah, but this is one of the spaces some of our guards say they've seen. Like, nope. Uh, okay, you don't. No, wanna I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear. Okay, so they've heard. <laughs> Caroline has left the chapel. And I have two microphones now. <laughs> what, what have they seen in here? I'm curious. They've seen a, like, they say they've seen a figure that, like, uh, a hooded figure, like, float up from here and then, like, float through the room. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so he said to repeat. <laughs> that would That's... be very scary. The specificity of that is kind of like a night at the museum. Yeah, so I think I think this spooks. I think this gallery has kind of has always been sort of up there. It's, it's just like kind of spooky, scary. all on its I own. Feel like if, you know these faces. You know, and and again, I literally know nothing about art, but some of these faces are <laughs> of that of if you if you stared at one of them like this guy right here, if you, you stared at this if he long enough, looking at you. Yeah, I feel like he would if I stared at it long <laughs> well, enough. This, that guy is looking at me. These, this one you're looking at, oh man, like Jorge Inglés, Saint Preaching, and like everyone's eyes are like super dark and kind of like lifeless. Foolish. And they look like Play-Doh faces. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, they've got some creepy eyes just Very in that. Though. It's in that weird thing like we're in a movie now Media when church. somebody becomes possessed and their eyes just turn all black, yeah, you know? Like yeah. it's kind of There's like almost that. no whites. Yeah, yeah it's a little it's, it's like a, a horror trope. This one I've always loved and I feel like I don't talk about it because it's this just This statue? No, no, the one next to it. Oh, this. Oh, because this it's is like amazing. Angels beating like yes. other bad angels down into hell. Puts, pushing them down into a pile of demons who have little scratchers. Gosh, I love this so this much. This thing is amazing. The one I really love is this angel right here where there's like two Oh, yeah, steps. with the fro? Yeah, it almost looks like he was wearing a wig that's like falling off. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was trying to figure out like what the Sincerely. artist was trying to say, like that his hair got whooshed as he was yeah. dropping down or something. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the idea, but it's super strange. I, I think it's fascinating the choice they made of like all the angels are uniform, but all the demons get a different color. Hmm. Oh, what do you think that's saying? I don't saying know. that our sin makes us unique. That um, being diverse <laughs> is bad. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Diversity is Diversity bad. Diversity is ruining. It was anti. Right. It is definitely, world. It is definitely action painting. <laughs> 
I would say this this probably falls into the like uh, your church's white Jesus territory. Yeah, right? of, like all the oh. angels are definitely blonde and totally. Um, there's probably and, yeah. And do you think this is sincerely like racialized? I would actually, I would say there's a very good chance because okay. that's like a thing that happens a lot totally. and especially like works around this time is you have a lot of anti-Semitic images yeah, that happen, yeah. um, especially in like demons and things that's and awful. sinners. So I, I would not be surprised if there was some anti-Semitism going on in those uh, I like, demons. I like that this guy's like, what? We don't have room. You, what are you doing? No. <laughs> what was what this I happening? <laughs> yeah. I'm having a good time. This is amazing. I'm trying to figure out like what like is this the ocean or is I think that just like, a heavenly I think it's sort of he the yeah, the heavenly barrier. Here. Oh, heavenly oh plane. Wait, no. <laughs> this guy, this is the back of this guy's head. This isn't his <gasps> hair. This is his head. Whoa. Caroline, you've cracked it wide open. <laughs> Wow. I've been looking at this baby. No, he's falling forward because he this is a throne that he's falling yes, out of. Yes, yes, yes. You oh are my so god. Right. I have been looking at this and so confused by this that dude's great. hair. That's so funny. For years. Do we win the what painting? Is, Do we get yep, to take it that's home? That's how it yep, that's how it works, Here guys. We go. I'm scared to even get close. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So This is really cool. The more I look at this, the more this is my favorite painting. <laughs> wow. I always walk so by complex. it. And I feel like it's one of those things that, again, like I probably don't talk with the public a lot because I feel like when you talk about religious art, we also have this, you know, tendency to not like, you, you, it's actually probably not too different than what you're trying to do a lot of time of like, please everybody, right? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh -huh. tough. yeah, like you don't want to like offend anyone on any side of anything. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, it's just like, it just feels like talking about like hell is always like a real tricky situation. Oh, absolutely. Right. So yes. like, it's a weird thing where, but I'm like really fascinated by it because it's also like, well, this is the cool part. There's monsters. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like, you know, in, in relating the two things, even in doing something as silly as our podcast and something as interesting as this piece of art, that if you do communicate in a way that literally offends nobody, that isn't not anyone's cup of tea, right. then it might just be nothing. bland. Nothing. It might be so yeah. bland to the point that's nothing and watered uh, down. Yeah. So in some ways, like interesting art with a perspective might always incite detractors. Absolutely. In that sense. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a point where you go, well, we can't make everyone happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just kind of have fine. to. Yeah. And that's almost like confirmation. This one lost his robe and his wings turned black. Oh. What happened with him? That's interesting. Actually, you know what? Like, now that you say that, all, and you know, we're talking about the uniformity of the angels, but now I'm looking, they all They'll do have, have different, different wings. colored wings. Yeah. There's only yeah. one with this white wings. This is a back scratcher. Yeah. He's just trying to give him, make uh, him feel comfortable. Hey, man. Hey. It's a hazing, but <laughs> it's a fun hazing. Looks like you've had a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, thank you for thank having you us. So this for was having so us. fun, like quite a dream come true, actually. Oh, well, thank to come you. Come to an art museum at when alone, no one's there, no and then have everyone other listen people. to my opinion. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you guys. It's been it's been super fun. So I, I hope you can come back sometime. Absolutely. When we're actually open, and you yeah. can actually look at more things. See we can go in the haunted rooms. I know yeah. they'll let you in when you know we're open. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Art Palace. We hope you'll be inspired to come visit the Cincinnati Art Museum and have conversations about the art yourself. General admission to the museum is always free, and we also offer free parking. I mentioned a photographer earlier who was featured in Eyes on the Street, and that was Barbara Probst. 
The special exhibitions on view right now are William Kintridge, More Sweetly Play the Dance, and Ragnar Kjartansson, The Visitors and Scenes from Western Culture. And opening April 20th is Terracotta Army, Legacy of the First Emperor of China. Come make recycled art at our artist workshop on April 21st at 1 p.m. Artists of all ages, over six, can join us and members receive a 50% discount on this program. For program reservations and more information, visit CincinnatiArtMuseum.org. You can follow the museum on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and join our Art Palace Facebook group. Our theme song is Ofrand Musicale by Bacalao. And as always, please rate and review us on iTunes. I'm Russell Eyrig, and this has been Art Palace, produced by the Cincinnati Art Museum.